Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Welcome to Wednesday's episode of Chin Check, people. So today we look back at week three of Dana White's Contender Series And we also break down the upcoming Pedro Munez Frankie Edgar card that takes place on Saturday So um, sit back and enjoy people, sit back and enjoy Okay, so last night we had our third week of season four of Dana White's Contender Series. And god damn it, another load of great fights. Another load of great fights. Uh, so when it all started, right? So our first fight was Kevin Siler against Kenneth Cross. And Siler, I believe it was last year. He fought on season three, but he missed weight. Oh my god, he missed weight so badly. It was just like, you I was surprised these. You know I mean, well, no, I wasn't surprised the fight still went on because, yeah, like the other dude, you know what I mean? Like, he wants that opportunity, right? But it is still mad unfair because Sila was so fucking big. Um, so yeah, he won that night, but obviously you don't get a contract when you miss weight. So he was having another shot, and um, he's going against uh, yeah, Kenneth Kenneth Cross, and Kenneth Cross's promo was just like, oh, so my story is I don't care about my story. Everyone's got a story. I'm just here to fight. I like that. I like that. Now it is. Interesting, it is nice to hear about, you know, the struggle and the grind and everything But sometimes it is a little bit like, oh, okay So, well, you know what I mean, you came out of school and didn't know what to do Boo-hoo, <laughs> like, that happens to so many people, you know what I mean Stop with your bullshit, man but um yeah that fight like when that fight started you you just looked at it and you were just like yo cross is so much bigger than sila damn and cross had the heavier shots like sila was landing and all but they his shots just weren't doing anything and it, he made some really crazy like decisions like he would Try and jump for a submission And it's just like Like no You've just given up A great situation To go for like A heel hook Like what it, What are you doing Because if you don't get it You're now on the bottom again You know Which didn't make any sense Um, But yeah Cross really You know he kind of dominated the fight but, yo, he got really gassed He got really gassed And so, yeah, you knew he wasn't getting a contract Just on the way, like that third round Because he'd be on top and then it was just kind of lying there And it's just like that sort of performance ain't Yeah, it, that that's not breaking you into the UFC, man You know what I mean? Um, 
which was in uh, like the interesting thing as well i thought was when he laura sanko interviewed him was a little self-aware like he wasn't very self-aware should i say but as you know she's just like oh so do you think that performance gets you you know in do you think dana will give you a contract of that he's like yeah yeah and it's just like look there have been some guys that have dominated like literally you look at it and you think 10 8 10 8 10 8 you know if they did they just put in those sort of performances and were just like you know no i don't think um i did enough like, you know, I should have finished it. I had him in this situation and uh, I didn't do. Yeah, no, I don't think I get. And then they get a contract. But it's just like it's, you have to be able to critique yourself and go. Yeah, that wasn't the best. Right. And, and when he didn't, you're just like, interesting. Now, I have to say, right, because he was meant to fight the week before. And he'd cut weight, but then the fight fell through. So, like, you know, I, I, it, people have said that that can affect your performance. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So, the the fact that they gassed this week, I don't necessarily go, oh, that's just his shit. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot that goes into it. And anyone that steps in the cage, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it 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 did give you like when you're watching it, it was just like mm, I don't think he's getting a contract. So then we went to the heavyweights, and we had um, Chad Johnson against Joss Parisian, who fought um. Oh, I think on season three, no, season two, and then uh, he won that night and got onto the ultimate, the last ultimate fighter, but didn't get through the ultimate fighter. So, um, yeah, interesting. Now, the crazy thing about this fight, I thought, was the fact that Johnson weighed 215 pounds because I was like, yo, my man. Why is he fighting at heavyweight? Just maybe try and, like, if he can, cut down to light heavyweight. Because the difference between the two was just so evident. Like, Johnson, you know what I mean? He, he was throwing some shots, right? Was throwing some shots, but when Parisian hit him, woo! Like, those moved him. They really did. And it was in the clinch. Frisian landed that sneaky knee. Because it was the inside knee rather than the outside knee that caught him on the chin. Right? And I and you kind of saw that that did a little bit more damage than you originally thought. Because Parisian also threw kind of like an uppercut hook. But with the camera angle, it was hard to see if that connected in any way. You saw that it definitely wasn't a clean connection, but you didn't know if it grazed him. But coming off of that, you know, Johnson kind of stumbled back, fell over. And when Parisian got on top, 
it's over. Because, you know, Johnson was 215 and Parisian was 245. So, uh, yeah, when you got someone 30 pounds heavier than you on top and you took a little shot that kind of dazed you, you ain't getting up. And so, yeah, it was that ground and pound, man. He landed that big elbow. It was over. And that, you know, that performance, I'm just like, I think that's got him a contract. I think that's got him a contract. Because although the heavyweight division is definitely a lot better than, you know, it has been at times... Thank you. You know, I mean, it's not. It's not like the lightweight division or the bantamweight division, or you know what I mean. You, you there's definitely room for, for you know, fresh talent and potential killers, right? So, um, then we had Orin Cozy against Matt Dixon at welterweight, and um, yo. This was an interesting fight. Because I think when you're looking at it, Dixon had that first round, right? He got the, you know, a couple of really good, I think it was two, might have been three, but he got some really good takedowns in that first round. And was really just putting, putting the shots together well. Like, Cozy was throwing as well. They were both landing, you know, really well. But in the first round, Cozy was kind of waiting on Dixon a little. You know, looking to counter rather than just push forward, you know. But in the corner, Uriah Faber gave him just the best advice. And you saw him change things up. So the second round, a lot closer a lot closer, Dixon may have got the edge, just from the forward pressure, but couldn't get the, tu- couldn't get the takedown, right, couldn't get the takedown, I think partially because it seemed, he didn't always give that second push, that people like Dominic Cruz and DC always talk about, you know what I mean, so he, he just kind of gave up on the takedown, Without like really trying to run the leg or anything like that, um, and it you looking at it, it seemed that Dixon started to get a little bit flustered in a way, like the game plan was line some hands, take him down. Right, and when the takedown element wasn't working, it was just like, oh, what do I do now? Like he didn't have a next plan, right? And I think that got to him as as well as like just tired. He started to wear down. Um, but yeah, second round was super close. Now going into the third, Cozy was um he was a bit better on the cardio in that third round at the beginning. So towards the end of the round, Cozy was definitely tired as well. But he 
You know what I mean? He got that big slam, which Dixon landed on his head. Now, he wasn't out, but it, you know what I mean? You do, getting slammed on your head, it does friggin'. I, I know for a fact it, it really does kind of just shake you up a little. You're a bit like, yo, what just happened? Huh? Uh, so you could see that. And so then he just got that crucifix and just rain down elbows. So it was a great third round. Great third round for Cozy. And then getting the finish at the end. Which, you know, you're looking at it and going, hmm, I think you could get a contract off of that performance. Because it was good, especially the adjustment. Right? There was a weird bit at the end of the second round where they both just stopped <laughs> before the buzzer, which was just kind of odd, right? Kind of odd, and nearly bit him in the ass, you know? But it was a good friggin' fight, back and forth, good. So then our full fight was um, Ladies Strawweight. We had um, Cheyenne Bays. Against Hillary Rose And god Damn Yo This was crazy Because there was no feeling out They just went At it Straight It was war from the giddy up And it was a lot of fun Now the thing with this fight Both girls Right you kind of felt both were just as skillful as each other But Like Baze had the, had the more power Right She had the more power She's putting together Great combinations And you it, it really did seem that Her placement was better Like Rose was throwing kicks But they were naked kicks so before the kick landed or just after it landed, she then ate a straight down the middle. You know? So there was a lot of that. Right? So Baze was just pushing her back and just bloodying her up, like coming off the clinch with an elbow and just stuff like that. It was crazy. You know, it was just a lot of fun. But all the way through. All the way through, Rose was, yo, she was trying. So it was great. Although Baze was clearly winning, you know, Rose still was trying to be in there. You know what I mean? So that was, you had to give her mad props for that. There was just some, those crazy interactions where they're talking to each other. Like, you know what I mean? Baze got up. Out of um, Rose's guard And you then you just hear her go Get the fuck up bitch And it's just like oh shit Shouldn't be swearing <laughs> And then I think it was the end of the second round And the buzzer went And they're on the ground And she's just like damn Ah, if only I could headbutt you. I can't headbutt you. And then you just headbutt God and go, no, no, you can't <laughs> Like no, headbutts are not allowed It was Hilarious It was a great fight And you're just like yo Although there was no stoppage You know what I mean No submission Bays really just stamped Stamped her place 
definitely. It was an awesome performance. And then we ended with um, Cozy's brother, Louise Cozy, against Victor Rayner. So Rayner fought, I think he fought last year. Um, you know, it was a good fight, but he, you know, he, he lost a, a decision. Um, this time, yo, this was quick. <laughs> oh, this was so quick, right? That, like, they were both landing well, but Cozy just had that dog in him. You know what I mean? He, he was just pushing forward. And he just landed that overhand that put Rainer down. And once he was down, yo, there's no letting up. He just unleashed hell. Or was like, what? So, yeah, that was a stoppage. So, um, yeah, it was no real shock. When, um, you know, when Dana was talking with um, Sanko And, uh, yeah, he gave out contracts to Parisian To the Cozy Brothers and to Baez You know, it, it just made sense, right? Made sense And the interesting thing, so in the... You know, because both buys were well fought at welterweight. So it was interesting when they spoke. Because I'm thinking, alright, if they're both welterweight, they could possibly be a point where they might have to fight each other. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. So I think Louis said that he's probably gonna drop down to lightweight. So uh yeah, that 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 makes sense, right? That makes sense. It was kind of, because it, it, you know, it was like a um, Velasquez Cormier situation, you know? Both wouldn't be at heavyweight, right? But uh, yeah, another fun week. I'm loving the contender series. It's just always great fun. Always great fun. Um, so yeah, looking forward to next week. But yeah, there it is, people. There it is. Week three is a Finished. Okay, so Saturday night. Hey, we got another UFC, right? So this is um well it's UFC Vegas 7 aka UFC Fight Night Munez v Edgar. So this fight has been rescheduled a number of times and um we finally get to see Frankie Edgar make his bantamweight debut. There have been a lot of changes to this card. Oh my gosh. You know, originally, like, Michelle Waterstone was fighting Angela Hill. You know, um, Yo Romero was fighting Uriah Hall. <laughs> like, um, hey, Mackie Pitoli was fighting Impa Kasanagagangan. Um... But all of these fights have been rescheduled. You know, the um, Pitoli fight is going to be next week. Uh, the Angela Hill one is... Um, oh, God, when is that? I be- I think that's... Oh, like, in a couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? So, every, like, and Uriah Hall, you know, he's now fighting... Um, well, he's got an interesting fight coming up that we will talk about a bit later. So yeah, it is 
all good, but yeah, but like people have had opponents change. It's been a lot. So we got ten fights as of now, right? Ten fights, uh, and we start off in the prelims at bantamweight. We've got Mark Striegel against Timor Valiev, which ooh, <laughs> I mean this this should be fun, right? This should be fun because Valiev is yeah, he's good, you know, but uh, you know Striegel. Um, A.K.A. Mugen Have no clue what that means He is going to be making his UFC debut He's on a four fight win streak um, His last fight was Ooh, I mean It was April last year So he's been away for a little while It's a no. It was a no contest um, due to a low blow So he was fighting for URCC Have no clue who they are But yeah, that's where he's had his uh, last few fights um, Looks like he he does like a submission So uh, most of his fights Yeah, he's winning by submission Most of his fights um, the ones he hasn't won by submission, it's been a decision. But uh, not that many, you know, not that many. He did fight um, a few times for one, two wins, one loss. But um, yeah, it seems that, you know, Striegel, he is, uh, he's looking to sub you, right? So um, he is up again. Against, you know, Timor Valev, right? So the lucky, he is on a six-fight win streak, and uh, yeah, he is lucky, <laughs> or just talented, you know what I mean? But um, hey, he's making his UFC debut as well, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun. Hey, I hopefully we get. Like last week, last week's card started with two guys making their debut And that ended fight of the night, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, fingers crossed we get the same thing here Now Valev, he last fought December last year Right, so a little bit better, I would say um, His last two fights were for GFC um, Not quite sure who they are He's fought in the PFL as well. So he won all of those. Um, yeah, I think he was the PFL champion. I think. Um, can't quite remember. But um, yeah, he's oh he you know, he's winning by stoppage, you know, a lot of TKOs. He's got uh like a couple of submissions and then decisions right so um yeah he he's got a a mixed bag of things um oh i don't think i did so he's 16 and 2 right he's 16 and 2 and striegel's 18 and 2 and won no contest right so yeah this is a tough you know, it's a tough thing. It's a tough situation. Both are good. I will say, 
I am probably going with Valev, right? Because his last fight was December, Striegel's was April, right? So Valev has, he might have less rim rust on him. Um, fights at Jackson Wink, so he's got a lot of good training partners. And when you look at it, he's winning by stoppage and submission. Striegel is just submission. Right, so Valeb might catch him with a heavy shot, um, possibly a few, you know, just an extra weapons. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Valev, but it looks like this is gonna be a fun fight, you know. So next we've got Matt Simmelsberg against Colton Minnes, uh, and that's at welterweight. Right, so um, yeah, Semberg or Semi, he's on a free white free fight win streak. He is six and two. Um, his last fight was a win over Richard Patishnook, um, and that was February this year, uh, for art of art of war cage fighting. Um now he is uh yeah he he's won a lot of fight with stoppages you know TKOs he he won one with a heel hook you know um in the amateurs he got a rear naked so it looks like he can do a submission but he he's mostly looking to uh, take your head off <laughs> with punches right so, uh, yeah, there is that. And his opponent, Colton Minnes, he is 10 and 1. That's the clutch. He's on a one fight win streak, right? And, um, yeah, again, they're both making their UFC debut. So, um, clutch last fought. Hey, again, he last fought in February. So, uh, yeah, nice and even. So, he had a win over Sean Ellis uh, for Alaska FC. Um, he has... He's got some uh, TKOs. Um, otherwise, yeah, submissions. Um, yeah, I mean, this is... Man, this is a toss-up, really. You know, they—they are both, you know, just as. It looks like they're both pretty well mixed, pretty well matched up, should I say? You know, um. Man, I—I—I I, I feel that we might have seen Minus on a Dana White's looking for a fight. I'm not quite sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of. Uh, he fought Dust Justin Bockholz. That's why I recognise the name. Yes. Um, yeah, fought in the PFL, lost to Rick Story, but you know Rick Story is you know he's tough, right? Um, yeah, this is man. This is a tough one, right? This is definitely a tough one. Um, I don't know I do not know 
Um, I might go with Minas. Just when you look at the people he's fought, they might be of a slightly higher caliber. Maybe, you know, Rick's story and all of that. So it just gives you some extra looks. Right? But hey, it's um it's gonna be a close, tough fight for sure. That's that's a definite. That is a definite people. So we then yo, we then jump to the light heavyweight division. We've got Ike Villanova. Against Jordan Wright Okay So Um You know The Hurricane He uh, he lost his last fight Right Um That was against Chase Sherman On his UFC debut You know uh, And that was May that was in May um, But, you know, he's had recent fights So that's always good Right? Um, yeah, he, he's, he's winning by, uh, by TKO that, That's basically how he's doing his thing You know, win by the sword, die by the sword He's 16 and, t- 16 and 10 Okay, so his opponent, Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills Ninja, he's on a 10-fight winning streak, right, um, making his UFC debut, so he, uh, you know, he his last fight was in um, the LFA, where he beat Gabriel Checo, and hey, if you are a fan of um, Chelsea Sun and Submission Underground, you know that Checo is a beast. So that is a very good victory. So that fight was in January. He did fight on the Contender Series. Um, was a no contest against Anthony Hen- Hernandez. Um so yeah he's he can win by punches or submission right so uh yeah that is good i think that he's going to get it right you know villanev he's only got one fight in the ufc so it is it's nothing crazy right and um he lost that fight where you know right Hasn't lost He's coming in with mad confidence Though he hasn't had as many fights as Villanova um, He does bring in a lot of weapons He can win by submission Or with his fists So yeah, I'm going to say right With this one And uh, then we go to the lightweight division we got Austin Hubbard Against Joe Shalaki uh, so when we look at this Fudd He's on a one fight win streak And that was His fight against Match Rushroff um, You know that was in June Right So he lost that first round But he really came back In that second You know what I mean Really came back hard in that second 
So, uh, yeah, he's had... Oosh. So this will be his fifth fight in the UFC. So he's won two, lost two, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, he's fought Davi Ravos and Marco Madsen. So they're not bad losses, really, when you break it down. Um, I, he's got a... F- you know, a few submit, like a couple submissions, but, you know, it, it it's either punches, but mainly it's decisions, but we see Hubbard, he's tough, you know what I mean, he's real tough, uh, he's 12 and 4, uh, now Shalaki, he's on a four fight win streak, he's 9 and 2, um, so he came via the contender series, you know, last year, beat James Wallace, uh, debuted in the UFC on UFC on ESPN 7 in December last year, beat Matt Wyman. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, hey, he likes a submission. He does like a submission. Oh, he really does like a submission. So, yeah, Shalaki is tough. He is tough. I think coming coming in with all that confidence, you know, that's definitely a bonus, right? I, Hubbard has fought twice this year, but we have seen him susceptible to the takedown, Right? We've seen him susceptible to the takedown. And I think Shalaki is really good with the um with the submissions. So yeah, I think he's gonna have a great, you know, debut. Because he's just gonna have all that confidence, right? So yeah, I'm gonna go with Shalaki. Uh so our you know, the headlining fight on the prelims, we've got Miziki um Inoue against Amanda. Limos in the strawweight division. Ooh, this is gonna be good, right? So, um, Amanda Nina, she won her last fight. She's seven one and one. Um, yeah, the last fight was Miranda Granger. Uh, she got a rear naked choke. That was December last year. UFC on ESPN plus twenty three. Um, she lost her first fight in the UFC against Leslie Smith, but that was 2017, so yeah, she was out for a long time, I don't know if it was drugs, or if it was injury, who knows, um, she can submit you, or she can win with punches, um, but yeah, she hasn't had a lot of fights, really, um, now on the flippy flip, right? In a way, she's fourteen and five um, on a two-fight win streak. You know, so she beat Yanan Wu in her last last fight. Uh, that was UFC on ESPN plus fifteen. That was August last year, um, and before th- that was her UFC debut. So before that, she was an Invicta doing her thing. Um, she's really good. She is really good. 
uh, very tenacious, you know, she's got submissions, um, and she fights under, um, you know, she's uh, Ray Longo, Matt Sarah camp, right, that's a great camp, man, so yeah, I'm gonna go in a way, you know, but I think this is a fun friggin' fight to lead us into the main card, that's for sure, so, uh, yeah, I am looking forward to this one, people. Really am. Okay, so the main card starts at welterweight. We've got Tashashi Sato against Daniel Rodriguez. Man, this is a good fight, right? This is a, a really good fight. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, Sato, he's 16 and 3, won his last fight, okay, which was a win over Jason Witt, um, now that was end of June this year, uh, so I think that was probably the Poirier hooker card, right, um, it was a quick win. Man, like ground and pound in the early in the first round. Um, so he's had three fights in the UFC. Uh, his first fight was against Ben Saunders, won that one, lost against Bilal Muhammad. You know what I mean? That's a tough fight, and yeah, then the uh, Jason Witt fight. Um, so uh, yeah, he he can stop you, man. He that's how he's doing his thing. He's either yeah, just stopping you, or it's going to decision. He had a couple of um, submissions early in his career, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. But yeah, it is it, you know it's mainly now. Punches, <laughs> punches, knees, all of that shit, right? Um, so yeah, he's a, a tough son of a gun, but he is, um, yeah, he's going up against Daniel Rodriguez, who is uh 12 and 1. D Rod is on an eight fight win streak, you know what I mean? Um, He's got that temp planet jujitsu. He, you know, fights with um, Joe Schilling in his corner. That's his, I think, head um, head trainer. So, yeah, Rodriguez is tough as nails. Two fights so far in the UFC. Both wins. Had the emphatic win over Tim Means. And then the solid... Solid decision win over Gabe Green. Um, you know, so yeah, Rodriguez, he can knock you out or he could submit you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he the 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 last fight against Green that was in May. Right? So um yeah, both him and Sato have um fought this year, you know. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun fight. But I'm going to go with Rodriguez on this one. Because, whoo he's a bad motherfucker. Um, 
We then drop to the ladies flyweight division We have got Shayna Dobson Against Maria Agapova Oh, this is good This is a very good fight With some legitimate beef thrown in too Woo. So, um, Danger Dobson She's 3 and 4 She, uh, yeah, it's been a bit rough of late Lost her last, um, 3 fights Um, yeah, the last against per- Priscilla Kacharova Um, which was in, uh, February this year Ooh, it was, yeah, it was an uppercut early in that first round Um you know, she won on the Ultimate Fighter finale Got that win over Ariel Beck But yes, yeah, since then Hasn't really been able to, uh, you know, put things together And there's, yeah, been a, a couple of fights cancelled And just injuries Injuries have been her thing Um you know, she can win by stoppage, you know, had a submission in her first ever fight, but, um, yeah, just not really many fights, right, but on the, uh, on the flip side, you know, Agapova, she's on a free fight win streak, she's 9-1, and one. um, yeah, she had that emphatic win over Hannah Cypher in June, um, and before that, you know, because that was her uh, UFC debut, she'd fought a couple of times in Invicta, where she um, beat Marilla Santos and Alexa Connors, you know, one by submission, one by ground and pound. Like, she lost to Tracy Cortez by a decision in the Contender Series last year, but um, yeah. Agapova is so good, so good, real good weapons, you know, she is a beast, so, uh, yeah, I think she's gonna get it done, um, in the fight against danger, uh, so, um, we then go to the, um, another light heavyweight fight, you know, uh, so we've got Mike Rodriguez against Marcin Prachinio. Um, you know, Mike Rodriguez, he's, um, you know, his nickname may be slow, but he's a tough son of a gun. You know, he's 10 and 4, um, with one no contest. He's, uh, you know, coming off a loss, um, which was against Daon Young. Um, you know, he got caught in the first round. Right? But, um, yeah, he came via the Contender Series. Beat Jamel Jones. Uh, lost his debut against Devin Clark. But then beat Adam Milstead. Um, no contest against John Allen. 
And um, yeah, the loss against Young. Uh, that was December last year. Right? So, um, hey, he does like a stoppage. You know what I mean? He really does like a stoppage. Does have a submission. A um, couple of submissions, actually. Uh, you know, but they were like 2016. <laughs> now he just likes turning people's lights off. Right? Um, so he is going against Marcin Prachinou, um, who, uh, he's 13 and 4, coming off two losses, um, so he came via one championship, you know, um, but yeah, lost these two UFC fights, Against Sam Alvey and Magnumov and Kalaev. Um but we haven't seen him since twenty since uh, September twenty eighteen. So he has been out for a while. He's been out for a while. He's got you know he's got heavy hands. He wins by stoppage as well. But I I think the um you know. The ring rust, he's been out for a long ass time Now obviously, I believe he's been in the training room Helping colleagues out and all of that But, uh, you know, Rodriguez has been, um, he's been in there Right? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Rodriguez probably um, gets the nod in this one Right, so uh, then we go to our co-main event of the evening This is a fun fight Right, and um, you know it, it, It's a, a crazy one as well Because Ovin St. Prue is taking a late replacement Alonzo Menafield I think he took, the, took this on a week's notice Right, Um St. Prue, he's come back down to light heavyweight You know, this is, yeah, this is a fun friggin' fight You know So, um, St. Prue is, hey, he's done it all Right, OSP, he's 24 and 14 He is coming off a loss That was against Ben Rothwell In his, um, yeah, he, he's, he's moved up to heavyweight Which he did in May this year uh, didn't just go to um, plan, but it was a it was a split decision loss. You know he didn't do badly, didn't do badly, but um he didn't look completely comfortable. Right, it would have been interesting to see him fight a few more times just to see what he could do, but um yeah he's a, you know he's a beast right. He he he's got that he, he's just got the knack of landing that von Fluflok, right? Or uh, otherwise known as a Saint Prue float choke right now because he's got it so many times. Um, he's you know he's won by stoppage. Got that head kick of Corey Anderson where Anderson was dominating that fight, but he just landed that um head kick, right? So. Uh, yeah, he's fought everyone. He has fought everyone. Um, so we know he's tough. We know he is tough. But he's fighting Alonzo Medifield, who's nine and one. Right? And um 
he he's going through everyone. He was going through everyone. And he was winning just well. You know, punches. He had, um, you know, got a rear naked choke submission in LFA. Right? Um, got to the UFC via the Contender Series. Ran through Vincenzo Moria. Then Paul Craig. Both first rounds. Um but he 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 lost that fight to um Devin Clark in June this year. And I think the thing with this one, he got tired. He got so tired. Right? Um that was on the Nunez Spencer card, UFC fifty. Uh he and he had a good first round, but it was just yeah, he, he got really friggin' tired from that. Um and you know, you wonder, right? There's with the pandemic and gyms being shut and all of that. So what was his training like? But he does fight out of Fortis. So you know Safe Said is he is a tough taskmaster. Right? So um it's it is it's like uh <laughs> after that performance, I am sure he has been made to do just running. Mad running. Now, when you look at the experience, so I would say o- OSP gets to win here, right? I would say that. But we have also seen OSP kind of be a bit slummy, sloppy, kind of get dominated. Like he was dominated by Corey Anderson, right? But it was just his experience that took him through. So... I think Medifield could catch OSP with a big shot. I think we could do that. So, I'm going to roll the dice here. I'm going to say Medifield. But I kind of feel that OSP, you know, if it, like it, if it goes out of the first round, it's more likely OSP gets it. But I'm going to, yeah, I don't know. It, I'll roll the dice. Right? It, because... Hey, we've had a bit of time since that last fight, so it'll be interesting to see what um adaptions Menafield has made. But our main event, ooh, Pedro Munez against Frankie Edgar at Bantamweight. And as I said, look, it's Edgar's first foray at the Bantamweight division. Now, this fight was scheduled a while back, right? Meant to happen in July, um, in early July, right on the first card on Fight Island. So that's really helpful, you know what I mean? The fact that it's happening at the basically towards the end of August because it means that Edgar has been able to probably just get that wake up down, right. So that's good. So I think once it gets on the scales, you know, fight night, Edgar's going to be cool. Um, And we know Edgar, what he brings, right? He's a tough son of a bitch. And he will be in there all the way. All the way. He's got a few submissions and a few stoppages, but it, he, he's mainly just wearing you out, taking you to decision. But when we look at it of late, you know, it, it, it's 
he had that knockout by Brian Ortega. Um, Max just dominated him. And then, um, you know, Chong Chong Yong, Korean Zombie, just finished him in that fight. So I, I think what we've seen, Edgar is a little bit more susceptible to the big shot. That's what I think we've seen. I think we're seeing Edgar wear down, right? The thing that always got him through, that helped him dominate, you know, at lightweight and then just do so well at featherweight, was his conditioning and his stamina. But I think dropping down to the bantamweight, those dudes are fast. They're not slow. And I think they're going to be faster than Edgar because, hey, he's old, right? He's been around for so long. So he's obviously lost a step. And we've seen that as well. We've seen him slow, right? Edgar's 38 now, which, you know, it's you think, oh, that's not that old. But for those lightweight dudes, it, it is because they just move so fast. So going up against... um. You know, the young Punisher, Munez, who is 18 and 4, with one no contest. Oh, did I say Edgar is? He's 23, 8 and 1. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, he has definitely been there, done that, you know. But um, Munez is coming off of a loss, right? But, hey, that was against Aljamain Sterling. So, uh... <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no shame in that because hey, Al Sterling is the heir apparent for real. But we've seen Munez knock out Cody Garbrandt. You know, Brian Caraway. Ray's got wins over Brett Johns, Rob Font, Damian Stasia. Like he's fought some tough people. Right, he fought Rafael Sansal, he fought um Jimmy Rivera, John Dobson. He lost to those dudes, but I mean they were all decisions. Right? So he's been there. He he's fought just as tough people as Edgar. He can win via submission as well. And he's got more submissions on his record. And, um, yeah, more recent submissions on his record. Munez is tough. This is, like, Edgar has not been handed an easy opponent. And, frankly, there's not really a lot of easy opponents in that bantamweight division. It's full of killers, man. It's one of the toughest divisions right now out there. So, yeah. You, you, like, Edgar is a Hall of Famer for sure. I think that's guaranteed. But, um, you know, dropping down to the bantamweight isn't going to be his, uh, his runner another title. You know? He, like, yeah, he had a great time at lightweight. And, you know, he came close at featherweight, but, again, there was too many killers there. And the bantamweight division is no different. So, uh, hey, although you, you, you know, you've got to love Frankie Edgar, I think this is um, Pedro Munez's scalp to take. You know, I think Munez takes this fight, possibly by stoppage, you know, possibly by stoppage. 
Um, so yeah, I am so looking forward to this card, people. So many fun friggin' fights. Cannot wait. Woo! So um, yeah. Enjoy, people. Enjoy. Okay, so it's that time We're coming to the end of another episode But people, there has been so much fucking news Just flooding social media So we have got a lot to cover um, I just, literally, I have just seen Because um, Jared Gordon was meant to be fighting Dwight Grant on the weekend, right? But Gordon, sorry, it's Jad Gooden. Gooden. Um, unfortunately, he's injured, so he's out of the fight. Um, so it looked like that. Fu- it was off. There was no word about a replacement for Grant. Well, that just has come through. He is now scheduled to fight Callan Bourne. So um, I think that makes. What, 11 fights <laughs> on the card this weekend Over the 10 that we um, we talked about <laughs> So I'm going to put my, my grunt pick Will go up Saturday morning Okay So uh, yeah <laughs> It is what it is um, So also Uh Alright, so UFC 253 that takes place on the 26th of September Brad Riddle will be fighting Alex Da Silva Makes sense, Riddle is um, part of the city boxing camp Um, Also, this is an interesting one On that card, we've got Diego Sanchez against Jake Matthews Yup And, yo, this is crazy Now we're gonna talk about the John Jones aspect of things on Friday's episode But Another title fight is now on UFC 253 We are getting Jan Blokovich against Dominic Reyes So uh, yeah, that's for all the marbles now Interesting, who you got people? Hey, this fight just came out of nowhere On the 3rd of October, Carlos Condont is fighting Court McGee haven't seen either for a while So, yeah That's going to be interesting uh, The following week On the 10th of October We're going to have Yusuf Zalao Against Song Wu Choi Yup, yup And then the following week It's finally happening Brian Ortega Will be Fighting the Korean zombie And obviously they're going to be Headlining that card Um, Yesterday's Contender series we got A whole host of fights Announced Um, And here's one of them Adrian Yanez Who fought last week And won a contract He's going to be fighting Aaron Phillips 
on the 31st of October. Um, another fight on that card. We're going to have Courtney Casey against Patricia Cacherera. Um, also, <laughs> who fought on last week's contender series, Dustin Jacoby, after his um, stunning return, he is going to be fighting Justin Ledette. Um, and I, I guess this is headlining that card. So Uriah Hall was meant to fight Yoel Romero, which we mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, well, he is still fighting. He's got a fight against Anderson Silva. Yeah, they're going to headline the 31st of October card, which, yo, this is a huge fight for um, Hall. Right, he was meant to buy Jacare Souza, that fell through. The Yoel Romero fight fell through. This is still a big fucking fight for him. And um, so Silver has got two fights left on his contract, but this might be it. This might be the last fight for Silver. He's 45. So, hey, you know what I mean? You can't blame him for um, saying this might be it. Hall's a tough opponent, man So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see What happens with all of that Okay, so On the 7th of November Kyle Dukas um, He's going to be fighting Dustin Stolferus So Stolferus, he won a contract On the Contender Series last week And we saw Dukas Hey, he had a great fight on that Poirier hooker card in June. Um, so, Livia Souza, she's making a, um, a a fairly quick turnaround. She's going to be fighting Kanako Morata on the 14th of November. And also on that card, Kay Hansen is fighting... Corey McKenna So McKenna won a contract On um, last week's Contender series as well And we saw Hanson Make her debut with a Great armbar finish of Jin Yu Fei um, I think that was In June right Okay so on the um, 21st of November UFC 255 John Allen Is fighting Roman Doloditz. Um Also On that card This is a fun one Which they've decided to run back That's right Shogun is fighting Paul Craig The last fight ended in a draw So we'll see what happens with this one The following week On the 28th of November Ashley Evans-Smith Will be fighting Norma Dumont um, And then the Headlining fight Of that card Curtis Blades Gets his wish He's fighting Derek Friggin Lewis Oh my days You know what I mean That is huge I'm really interested to see How that one goes down Right 
It's going to be fun, people. It's going to be fun. But that is it. We are done, people. That is us for this episode. And we will see you again on a Friday. So, uh, yeah. Peace.